in 2021. Our gate business, TX Gates, did seven figures. I did not sell one job, did not deal with one customer, and I did not handle a single customer complaint. How did I do that? Well, on today's show, high-level tactics that will drive your business forward. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. You can overcome adversity. You don't have to be beaten down. Stephen has learned the hard way. And after becoming successful, he's ready to help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so that you can have the life and business you want. I know how it feels like whenever you just want to quit and say, forget it, I'm done. To overcome adversity, you have to lean in and not pull back. Engage. This is Pull Up and Thrive. And now your host, Stephen Caps. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to another exciting, exciting episode of Pull Up and Thrive. I am so excited that you are here with me again today. Yeah, I did not deal with a single customer complaint all of 2021. As I was writing this, I was like, that is unbelievable. That is something to be thankful for. Oh, believe me, because I'm not always the best at handling difficult customers. Well, I would say in 18 years, I've, I've, I've probably blew it just a handful of times, but people can be tough. And especially when you don't do the things that we teach on this show. Everything that I talk about on every episode of Pull Up and Thrive is exactly how we run our business and exactly how we grew our business to where I worked myself out of a job. I started, it was my wife, Lisa, and I, and the long story short is she passes away in 2006 and everything blows up in my face. So I was down to a one-man band and I had no idea what I was doing. I thought for a long, long, long time that hard work was enough to get you where you wanted to go. Hard work is important. A good work ethic is super, super important, but that will only get you so far. It is important to put gas in the vehicle, but the gas will only get you so far. The gas in the car is only one piece. The tires are one piece. And you can't put all of your eggs, so to speak, in one basket. It takes more than that. And so that's exactly how we grow and do business. And it's exactly what I teach my clients that I coach is exactly what we teach. Everyone is looking for some magic pill, some magic bullet. And as I lay out these tactics in this show, it's not going to be anything that is going to blow your mind. It's it's not going to be some, ooh, you know, mystical whatever. But let me tell you, the secret that everyone is looking for, let me tell you, The secret is there are no secrets. The magic key does not exist. 
Yes, there are steps that you take to achieve success, but there's no secrets. This is common sense. So I am giving away my best stuff on this show. Talking to a guy a week or so ago, and he was like, well, how, how are you going to help me grow my business? And I laid out these six or seven things that we're going to talk about today. And he was like, oh, that's it? I was like, uh, yeah, that's it. That is how I went from struggling, doing everything, handling every complaint, paying the bills, selling the jobs, doing the drawings, doing the marketing, doing the advertising, doing payroll, ordering checks, ordering material. Well, you guys know what it's like running, running a business. There's a lot to it. So in 2021, I did not do a single one of those things, and it's super exciting. So anyways, let's dive into this. Number one, now you've heard me talk about this before, but I'm going to beat the drum again. Number one, first step, mission statement. Your mission has to be that. What is your mission? Why do you exist? It has to be something beyond money because money will only get you out of bed so many days, so many times, and making you money is not going to motivate your team members. If I was to walk out to my folks and say, okay, my goal is to make this much money for Steve Caps, so help me go do it. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. So it has to be beyond money. To your mission statement must be portable. And what I mean by that it is only two or three lines. It's not a manifesto. This is not a uh, short story. It is a very, very short story, but it has to be portable, easily memorized, and it's not outward facing. This is inward facing. This is not something fancy that you want to have on your wall. Yes, on the wall is awesome, but this is something with meaning. This is something that drives you forward. This is something that you're driving towards. You have a mission, so it must be greater than money must be portable, it is inward facing, it is for you and not your customers. This is for you, this is your mission. And then it, it is an out of bounds marker. It is very clear about what you do. Not necessarily specific, not so granular that you can't make any uh, alterations in your offering to your customer. Number two, core values. Again, I'm going to say this. First step in starting a business or growing a business, mission statement. Step number two, core values. And I recommend three to seven core values. Less is more. You have to have enough to let people know where you stand and what you stand for, but it has to be something that you can also easily memorize. Everyone has core values, good or bad. We all have them. But what are the three to seven things that are core to you? Not aspirational, not where you want to be, but what are the three to seven things that are core to you? Then you do this as a team. If you have a team, do this together because that creates buy-in. And then you put together your mission statement and then your core values. This is does two more things. 
It is advanced decision-making, and you hire and fire by your core values. One of my strongest core values is whatever-it-takes attitude. That is my strongest, something I say all the time, and I have for years and years and years. I was going through a box, and there's a notebook in there from 10 or 12 years ago about this business. And here is my game plan back then. Whatever it takes. That phrase was written out, whatever it it takes. So if you have a whatever it takes attitude, you want to hire people that have a whatever it takes attitude. Because having your core values in writing makes things very specific. Who you are, what you are all about, and what you stand for. Whenever we rolled out the core values, people quit. It is amazing. Have you ever had someone on your team that they something just isn't right? Something just doesn't click. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't gel. Well, then you have your core values, and you run the person through the core values. Does this person have a whatever-it-takes attitude? Huh. He does not. He comes in late and leaves early. And he does not have a whatever-it-takes attitude. So the day that we rolled out our core values, we had a guy quit. And I've heard others having the same experience. So number three, strategic priorities. What is a strategic priority? It, it sounds so big and scary and, ooh, I'm not smart enough. Strategic priority is a priority that you choose strategically. All right, what is a big thing that we need to accomplish in the next three months? What are two or three big things we need to accomplish by the end of the year? Now, something that I have shared many times on the show is using the exercise, the four helpfuls. You make four columns, and at the top you write what is working, what is missing, what is confusing, and what is broken. And underneath in each one of those columns, write out everything that's working, everything that's missing, everything that's confusing, everything that is broken. Then whatever is working, you want to magnify. Whatever is missing, you want to identify. Whatever is confusing, you want to clarify. And whatever is broken, you want to fix. So lay all that out there. Then circle the top five in all of those columns. Everything in the working column, you want to magnify. Do that more. Do that better. But in the other columns, circle your top five. Then out of those five, what are the top two or the top one? Then those big things are your strategic priorities. So work on those things. Because whenever you work on the big things and you make them a priority, they get done. So mission statement, core values, strategic priorities. Four, building systems that work. Another word that people get scared about, but systems is just a way of how you do things. Everything that you do, there is a system. You get in the shower and you have a system. You have your shampoo, you have your soap, you have your body wash. Women have your razors and whatever you use in the shower. Everything is in there. You're not getting in the shower and then getting out and walking down the hall to go and get your soap and then getting back in and going down the other hall to get shampoo. You have a system. 
Your body has a system, a nervous system, digestive system, and all these systems have ins and outs. It has a way that it starts and a way that it ends every single time. In building systems, the very first step that I would do is what is my customer journey? Whenever our businesses sell a job, where does the customer enter and then where where do they exit? Whenever we make the sale and we receive the last payment at the end, what is all of the activity that must happen in between to make the journey for them smooth and not frustrating and I forgot and this fell through the cracks and we didn't get payment and all these things. Map it out. Map it out on paper. What I will do is I will take a piece of paper, draw rectangular boxes. First, this happens. Then after that, this happens. And after that, this happens. And if we're installing it, it goes here. And if the customer is picking it up, it goes here. And everything is mapped out. And it works the same way every single time. Write out your customer journey and then you share it with your team or have your team help you build out the customer journey and then you communicate it over and over and over again print it out hang it up on the wall communicate this is how we do this every time because if you have a system that removes the the frustration because people drop the ball and they do it out of order and they jump in to help when they're not really helping because they're doing it out of order. Even myself, as an owner, I have jumped in in the middle of a system to, quote, help out, but then I mess up everything. If you're going to jump in to help out, you submit yourself to the system. Okay, if I'm going to help a sales gal with a customer, I go to the sales gal and say, how can I help? It doesn't matter if I own the whole place. I have to submit myself to the system. What needs a system in your business? Everything. How do you pay bills? How do you do payroll? How, how do you collect? How do you purchase? How do you do your bookkeeping? What is your sales process? Everything needs a system, and you do the systems the same way every time. Because this, building a system, removes the frustration. Because what happens is that someone is excited and they are passionate about what they do, but then they start a business and they don't have systems and everything is frustrating. Everything is complicated. There is always fires and I feel like I'm always putting out fires. Why? Because there are no systems that are done the same way every time. So build systems that work. Next, a cadence of communication. We have a gigantic key hanging on our wall where we do our daily stand-up, which I'll get to what that is here in just a moment. But, but we have a giant key hanging on the wall that says communication. So communication is the key. Now here's our cadence of communication. We have an annual offsite meeting with our leadership team, which our leadership team 
is myself, my wife, Sarah, our office administrator, and our operations guy, Jeffrey. Those four people are on our leadership team. So we get together annually, and we review the previous year, and then we set goals and strategies for the upcoming year. Then we have annual reviews with each direct report. So those who directly report to me, I will have an annual review with them. Then Jeffrey and Lisa have their direct reports, and they have annual reviews with them. In these reviews, you want to praise the team member in areas that they're doing well, and then point out areas of improvement. So it's another point of communication. Then we have a quarterly offsite with the leadership team. So, so we have the annual, we have the quarterly, which is we review the previous quarter and are we on pace to meet our annual goal and we plan for the next quarter. Then we have a monthly all-team lunch once a month and we celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, wins, like someone's been with a company for a year or five years or 10 years or whatever it may be and we play games and we acknowledge wins and give out prizes and we communicate the history of the company. The point of this is for everyone to be together as a team. This is team building. We're not just here to make money. We are here to grow as a family because we spend most of our life working. We spend more time with our team members and the people that we work with than we do our own families. So you should better enjoy the people that you work with. So we do a monthly lunch, which the company pays for the monthly lunch. Then we do weekly meetings. Primary leaders that are over a specific a department get together and discuss what we're doing for the week. Then the leadership team gets together to discuss, are we on track to meet our quarterly goals? Then, now I know that this sounds like a lot, but communication is the key. Then we do weekly one-on-ones with each direct report, which is 30 minutes. Check in. Ask three questions. How are you doing? What are you working on? And how can I help? And it's not just about business. Hey, how's your family? Hey, how was the game last week? It is a chance to connect. Because your team members are people with real lives, real problems, real hopes and dreams. So this is a chance to connect. Hey, how's your dad? Or whatever. It's a chance to connect. Then we do daily stand-ups, which is a 5 to 15 minute meeting with everyone that is in the building. Everyone that is in the building that day, we meet for 5 to 15 minutes. Communicate what's going on that day. A guy from the field may say, hey, we finished the Johnson job. We need to make sure to invoice them. Or someone from the office may say, hey, we had just sold a job yesterday. I need to get that drawing. Just say time to communicate. Hey, this is what's going on today. Oh, hey, Joe is leaving at 2, so make sure that 
whatever communication needs to happen for that day, it happens. Communication is the key to your success. And we communicate mission and core values, not every time, but it's a five or 15 minute meeting every day. Then special meetings, challenging times, slow times, or when we sell a big job. I have called a special meeting whenever we finished a really big job and everybody got an unexpected big fat check. That was a lot for communication, but let me review real quick. Annual offsite, annual reviews, quarterly offsite, monthly all team lunch, weekly meetings, daily meetings, and special meetings. Some of my meetings just walking around might be a $50 or a $100 handshake, which means if we just finished a big job or, or everyone's been doing a bang up job, I'll get me a handful of $100 bills and I'll walk around and do $100 handshakes. Hey, Jeffrey, thank you for knocking it out of the park. I really appreciate it. And I'll shake his hand and there's a $100 bill in there. Communication is the key, which leads us right into written job descriptions, which is another form of communication. You have your systems All right, for that system to operate correctly, what job descriptions do you need to have to operate that system? For the written job descriptions, we call them KRAs, Key Result Areas. And I happen to have a couple right here. In a KRA, we need three things. A brief three or four line high level description of the position. And number two, no more than three or four KRAs or outcomes for that position. And for each KRA, key result area, we want two to four KPIs. Again, KRA is key result area. This is the key result area that you are responsible for. Then underneath that, we want two to four KPIs, key performance indicators. Do not feel like this is too advanced. This is too complicated. It is super, super simple. Don't let these terms like systems, strategic priorities, KRAs, KPIs, don't let that scare you. It is super, super simple. Okay, I have my KRA, Stephen Capps. And the role is CEO. Summary. This role is responsible for the vision, direction, brand image, and the overall health of the organization. Ensuring the team is adhering to the mission statement and core values. Keeping the company in a strong and healthy financial position. Okay, that is my summary. Then I have five KRAs. My number one most important job is team health and organizational unity. And a KPI underneath that is ensuring my direct reports are adhering to the mission statement and core values using the people analyzer, which the people analyzer is basically a sheet that has our core values on one side and then the individual's name And I go through each core value. How are they representing that core value? Then 
Number two, KRA, keep a cadence of communication. And then I have those different meetings and times for communication. Number three, cash management and equipment acquisition. And number four, which I really don't do anymore, so this needs to be updated, big relationships. Number five, the overall team success, helping out as needed. So the importance of a job description is one, that I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and two, everyone else knows what my job is. So in these all-team lunches, we will hand out everyone's KRA and we'll take turns. Hey, John Michael, why don't you stand up and read your KRA? That way, everyone knows what John Michael's job is. Your written job descriptions or your KRAs need to be communicated whenever you're hiring someone. This is what the job entails that you are applying for. That way it's clear with what you're expecting and what they should expect. You go over it during the onboarding. Remember, here is the KRA. Here is a place for you to sign, and I get a copy, and you get a copy. Whenever there's a performance failure, they're not doing their KRA. You call them in as a reminder Hey, this has been falling through the cracks. Is there something going on? How can we help? And they may just say, oh, I totally forgot that that was my responsibility. I'll uh, fix that right away. And it's not a big deal. But if it's not in writing, it's all nobody knows. It is like it is like a crapshoot. You know, I hope that I'm doing it. I think I'm doing it. But whenever you as an owner or a manager has a certain expectation of what someone else's outcome is, and the other person has a total different idea what their job is, there's going to be conflict. There is going to be butting of heads. If you didn't get it in writing, it did not happen. During the annual review, you review the KRA Does this still sound correct to you? And it may need to be updated. Things have changed. Well, update it. It's not a big deal. Let me put a bow on this. Number one, mission statement. Two, core values in writing. Three, strategic priorities. Four, build systems that work. Five, have a cadence of communication. Six, written job descriptions. If you can do these six things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a blast. Remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair, and the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.